dry Your big blue eyes Day after day Who's gonna jump When you say frog Who's gonna bow and scrape After I've gone away Welcome to the Unbalanced Notes. I'm Brian Kluger, and I'm joined by my most famous man in the world, at least in Dallas, Jacob Douglas. Your most famous man. The Owens to my buck. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> it would be better if you said I'm I'm your Don Rich to your Buck Owens. Okay. They were. We'll talk about it. But we'll talk about it. They were like Lennon. They were the original Lennon McCartney. Ooh, can't wait to get in it. Well, if that gives you any uh, leeway to what we're talking about today, our... our it's Toby Keith. We're talking about yeah, Toby, Toby Keith. <laughs> our main event today is Buck Owens. Uh, this is the music show on Spotify and iTunes, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio. We are the Unbalanced Note, where the show's all about music. We've got some great classic albums, some great new bands to discuss with you. A one-hit wonder that Jacob does not know about yet, but no he's clue. going to love it. <laughs> you say that every time. <laughs> like it's, I can always tell that when you go, oh, Jacob's going to love this, that you're winding me up. I think you're going to love this one. I really do. I went, I went through a lot to come up with this one. You dug through the archives. I dug through the archives. There's a lot of shit in there. There, oh my goodness! Lot of there, summer. Is. there is so. Let, let's let's first talk about the the news that's making the airwaves, the radio waves, the TV waves, the music waves. Uh, South by Southwest, one of the biggest film festival and music fests in the world, happens every year in March. Um, so the coronavirus, Woo-hoo! or the Wu Tang <laughs> flu, is just. Here and it doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon. People are freaking out. Well, Apple and Netflix have pulled out of South by Southwest along with many other people. So it looks like South by is going to be canceled. Jacob, do you think festivals, music uh, venues, concerts, big music fests should be canceled because of the coronavirus? I think certain music festivals should just be canceled in general. <laughs> like no coronavirus needed. Okay. But like Rocklahoma? No, I, man, Rocklahoma is cool. Okay, because if you like, Ghost is played there. Ghost, it's a weird. It's like every other band is. Good. Well, I think like Five Finger Death Punch and Slayer or some, yeah, something. Yeah, like, like you, you got to go. You got to play there this you year. You got to step in mud to get the new shoes. Right. You know what I mean? You're like, fuck. You mean I got to listen to Corn? <laughs> I got to listen to Corn for a fucking hour, right? Before I can get to listen to you know Ozzy or something. Yeah. You know, so I don't know, but I'm kind of bummed about the South by Southwest thing because. The band that I'm playing with, there's a there's a whiskey that's dis, that's made in Texas. God, I can't remember. It's made down by Austin. I can't remember exactly the place. It's called Garrison Brothers. Okay, and uh, they want to use one of our songs like in a promotion thing for their. Uh, Is this the new band you're in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it, what's the name of the band? Joe Mack and Half and Nothing. Okay, and what song? It's called Outlaw Smile. Okay, but but they were gonna have like a big, uh, you know, an event at South by. You know, they were gonna have like a Garrison Brothers stage and you know have artists play. So we were gonna do it. That'd be awesome. But but, but now it's like it's up in the air. But you're still I'm planning. not fucking going. So well, the coronavirus like, is not in Austin. It yeah, may be but, South San Antonio. Yeah, well, that's close enough, man. Like I, things like that are weird because all it takes is like. One one sneeze the wrong direction, right? 
And then if you're around 20,000 people, hachoo! <laughs> Bam! You know what I mean? It's like you you spend all this time stacking up the dominoes, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's, you touch that one, bam, it's over. So I don't know. I don't really know if it's worth it. But then again, it's kind of all that shit, you know, like Tom Petty said, right? All the shit, all the shit you worry about doesn't happen anyway. Oh, there you go. So it's, I don't know. Like I was supposed to go to Vegas tomorrow with my bass player because he's going to get a car to drive back. Yeah. And I was going to go with him, but then I was like, well, fuck, I don't want to get on an airplane because I still don't have a fucking immune system. Still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, man, they, that my doctor told me to take like almost a year for it to fully recover. Okay. But it's like, man, I'm not going to chance that. You right. Know what I mean, especially after going through all that stuff. Like right. it, it'd be a cool thing to do, you know, South by. And I've, yeah. I've played down there before and it's really not worth it. Well, it's, there's over a million people. Uh, yeah, but, man, Austin sucks. Like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's know, just, that's too many people. Like, even we were it is know, a lot we were talking about before we even came onto the air. Like, I, I can't even be in this area because there's too many people. And there's, like, 50 people in this area. No, there's more than 50 <laughs> people. But you know what I mean, though. It's like the, the – it's just – it seems like it's always congested. Right. Like, maybe at 8 p.m. Only on one street, though. Yeah, but it's chaos, man. Like, I just, I can't stand that. And I hate being in a car and not moving. Oh, like, no, I, start, I hear you there. I start sweating and, <laughs> like, the the psychotic part of me really starts to rise up. Okay. I can't, I can't do it. So, well, then, South By is not your place, then. No. Because it's crazy. I've been, and I don't like it either. It's cool. That's why I go to the smaller festivals. Well, it, I mean, I think it's like one of those things where if you, you go as a... You know, a consumer, right? Like, check it out because that's a great way to find new music. Yeah, but it's lost its fucking spirit anyway. You know what I mean? Right. But from a band standpoint, it's a logistical fucking nightmare. Ugh. No, I can't imagine it's trying to find a place to stay because everybody racks up their prices. And yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean. I don't. Bands don't really go down there to get signed anymore. You know what I mean? Like that, that used to be the whole thing. Like yeah, when they had fucking when Metallica started playing at South by Southwest, mm-hmm. it's like okay, this thing's totally lost. Its well, place. it's just like a lot of film festivals are supposed to be for the independent movies, but now like Fast and Furious movies open up a film festival, and I'm like, there's no point. What's that word that rhymes with schmalitics? <laughs> Crawlitics. <laughs> that's what it is, though, man. Fraud. You get well. That's like Southwest. South by Southwest used to be like no sponsors. Yeah, you have no fuck it. We're independent. We do it our, on our own. Yeah, I wouldn't even sxsw.com and you go to it. Mm-hmm. Dude, I bet it's just plastered with. Like, yeah, it's like going to the fucking Dallas Observer's website. Right, it's just pop ups and yeah. ads everywhere. But maybe I don't know. Are you bummed out? Were you going to go? No. That's not when your film festival thing is. That's like totally different, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Fantastic Fest is third week in September. Okay. And it's at one theater and they moderate who goes there. That sounds pretty racist. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> no, but like <laughs> South, South by not. anybody could go to it. Like meaning like if two million people wanted to buy a ticket to South by, you can. However, with Fantastic Fest, since it's just at one theater – they only allow like they sell out tickets, yeah. so they will allow maybe a thousand or fifteen hundred people to buy, and it's great. But it's that's the thing is like a couple of days, isn't it? Like it's ten days. days. Damn, ten days. Yeah. Wow. It's a big festival. It's just it. So 
people who go to South by or like other big festivals, they might not be really into movies. They just kind of want to see a star, but people who go to fantastic fest are just true, tried and true movie, heads. movie fans, man. They just appreciate all of cinema, no that's matter cool. what it is. And that's why it's so much fun. That's why a lot of the talent that comes in, hang out for the whole time and just schmooze with everybody because everybody is kind of like the same passionate about movies. Yeah. And that's why I like going. See, that's why I feel like from going to South by Southwest, that kind of spirit that you Mm -hmm. were just talking about, where people are there for like the right reasons, you don't get that at all. No, South by Southwest. No, it's all... It's like hanging out at the fucking truck yard up the street. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. Like it's just scenesters and fucking, you know... Yeah. So yeah, that's why I like Fantastic Fest. It's good. I think you would love it because it's a genre fest of horror, action, sci-fi, and porn. Do you stay? You are you there for? I, I don't like any of those things. What? You're bullshitting me. No, I love all that romantic shit. comedy. I like are. romantic porn. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like all that rough shit, dude. Like, cup the tit or something. You know, make out. Do a little cuddle. Yeah. At the end, Did you man. guys even go on a date? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you didn't. You just hear fucking not into it. Not man. into I it. I need a story. Yeah, it's that's like, how I like yeah. my fighting. That's why I like wrestling. Yeah, so same much. thing. With, I was gonna say same <laughs> as wrestling, man. It could be a hey, it could be a great match in the ring, but it's like, man, if there's no story, I don't want an undisputed. I want it disputed. Yeah, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I just can't finish if there's not a good story. Look me in the eyes, or I can't come. Yeah, and you got and y'all went Dutch on this. Wow, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so coronavirus. We're gonna we're gonna move on to a little bit of news. I'm curious on what Jacob has to say about this piece of news. Um, Pizza news. Metallica news. Metallica has launched a vinyl subscription club. Oh, I saw. I the saw band this. will release rarities and demos on 45 uh, vinyl records. It's called the Meta- the Metallica Vinyl Club, which I mean. They couldn't get a better name. <laughs> they should have just called it Talica Club. The, 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 this first year in 2020, will be they'll release four releases. Um, and uh, sign-up is open through March 31st. And, uh, yeah, I mean, god damn. If er- so this is kind of seems like the same model as Third Man when they were releasing White Stripe stuff. But now they have, like, Tons of people under their label, so I wonder if Metallica is going to go that route. So I Start guess signing bands, yeah, that would be killer if they did. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of money in that. So okay, so they four releases. Have, they don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> so four four releases in 2020 of Metallica rarities or whatever. Which I, I'm curious. I actually might sign up for this, and who knows if they're just going to send you a single or if they're going to come with all sorts of stuff with it. Uh, like like swag or whatever, but yeah, count me in. Like, can you imagine? Like, so Metallica, they're big enough to do this, but what if like somebody smaller did this? Uh, people do that. I mean, no, I, I, yes. The, the The main thing I would want to know about this is, I think we talked about this on the last podcast. Uh huh. Is that huge vinyl manufacturing place the place that makes the uh, yes the acetates and the fucking lacquers? Yes, you know, the lacquer plant. Yeah, caught on fire. Right, and it burned down. Yes, and they the, they were they were saying that they're like they're not even sure if they're going to rebuild it, and there's only two in the entire world. No, and so we've talked about this before on how so there's one, not enough record pressing plants to compete with the demand well, for this records. Isn't, this wasn't a record pressing plant though. This was the place that actually manufactures like. Like the key, like you have to have the one, you have to have the acetate and the lacquer to be able. To, oh, that's right, to, to make the balls, to, yeah, to be yeah. able to take to a record right. plant. So 
This is like step one in the journey that it takes. How do we get into this business to make this and sell wholesale? So here's what's fucked. Here, here's here's what's fucked up about this thing is the only other lacquer plant in the world is it's either in China or it's in Japan. I think it's in Japan. So where the coronavirus is. Exactly. <laughs> so Metallica could help spread the coronavirus. Virus. I don't know. It man, it seems. It seems like a cool idea, but I wonder if, like, logistically, if they'll still be able to do it now with that fire happening. Unless they've already had these things pressed and waiting, you know, sitting on them. I mean, maybe. I can't imagine. they're not able to well, press. Well, they, they can't be because nobody's signed up for it yet, you know? So it's – because this story is brand new, so I would imagine – Yeah, but you know how news it, works, within, well, within a month. So you, they have till the end of the month to sign up. So – they have not pressed anything because what if only a hundred people Dude, and they ordered ten thousand? You know, let's get. But you know how Metallica is fucking massive. So do like, you think? Do you think it'll be ten thousand or do you think it'll be fifty thousand? Dude, I bet it's in the. I bet it's. A, I bet it's over that. Like, I bet no way, dude. Okay, think about it. Everybody knows who Metallica is. Like, they don't go. They go overseas and play to larger crowds than they do in the fucking United States. Right. So yeah, I would easily bet there's they got they would have a million people to subscribe to that. I don't know. Surely a million Metallica fans are vinyl heads. Easy. I mean how many fuck. Go on <laughs> okay, here, let's just put it into perspective. Okay. Go to their Facebook page okay. and see how many bullshit likes they have. <clears throat> okay. Because then we can do the math. I would even say let's figure out first what percentage of people that listen to Metallica own turntables. I would say less than five percent. They have thirty five over thirty five million people like their Metallica okay. page. Okay, so thirty five million. What's five percent of thirty five million? So that is like one point five million. Okay, that okay. that would be my guess. I, I said there'd be about a million. Is I, that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, fuck. How many people? I mean, it's hard to gauge something like that. But you know, people in fucking but one point five million people don't have records. Well, I mean, that's not true. But no, that's I what, mean, that's what we were trying to figure out, though. Okay, because that would be the number. That would be the same number that would do it. Okay, I would think, or roughly. You know, I bet they figured that out when they did it. They probably went, "Hey Lars, stop smacking that bubble gum for a minute." <laughs> How many people do you think are going to subscribe to this? And he's like, "Well." He's thinking about tennis and shit. Yeah. It takes him 20 minutes to answer the question. Right. He's like making fun of Hatfield for having to go back to Metallica, back to rehab or something. Right. But man, I fucking, dude, I fucking love Metallica. Saint Anger is my jam. Saint Anger. You push it out. I love that music video when they went, <laughs> they went to the prison. Because a year That before, was, oh, what was the the documentary when they were making St. Anger. Some right? kind of monster. Yeah. That's comedy. That's the best comedy ever. It, it is great. It's like up there with Young Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> I used to what knockers. Dude, that movie is fucking hilarious, man. It but, is good. What, but what's sad is that's exactly what being in a band is like. I would imagine. It's like having four, it's seriously like having four, four different girlfriends or partners, however you want to look at it. And you're having to deal with, you're, you're trying to get four or five people on the same page, which is impossible. It is difficult. And so, yeah. I mean, if, if they documented any band like that... Mm-hmm. It'd be like, the same. Yeah, it would be the exact same shit. Like, there's a reason that The Last Waltz is edited. You know? <laughs> like, some kind of monsters edited. They, they followed them for, like, five years or something like that. Well, yeah, it was because... Yes, they did. It, it was a while because they had a lot to say. 
Yeah. I'm about to do. Yeah. So. But think about it. They, what hadn't they done? They'd done everything up to that point. Right. Like they, they were kind of, they're at that point, they were like on the downward slide of their career. Right. Cause they had put out fucking like, let's just name these non-classic Metallica albums that came out. Load. <laughs> Reload. Sane Anger. Mission Impossible song. Right. You're like, fuck man. These, what are they doing? They they were trying to do new metal. Do do make money. That's well, what Lars likes dude. He recoup that I'm Napster t- money, dude. I'm telling you, he had the he fucking he saw what was going to happen and he yeah. tried to stop it. And everybody called him an idiot. And then bam, turns out he was right. Yep, should have listened to him, Lars. So guys, go to Metallica's site, sign up for their vinyl club. Um, yeah, because I hate being wrong. So at least one million people have to do this. The the Metallica. Uh, vinyl club the vinyl club website is metallica.com slash vinyl club well they do have their own label you know that black right black end record yes but i mean this will be like they're doing a vinyl club like third man records yeah. you know they're you can pay it with like every tough couple months they release they give you something for 50 bucks you it's like, it's like a subscription loot box, but basically. It seemed like they told you what it was, though. Like with the third... So man- for, for the first year, it's there. It's going to be uh, rarities from them. Yeah. So maybe if it like does the, well, they might be able to do more. The third man one, they don't tell you what you're going to get. You just pay the money and then they send you... I don't you. think so. So they used to do that, but now they kind of they sh- tell you what's happening because I get the newsletters. Okay. So, Can you opt out of it? Like if you don't... Yes. Want okay, that's cool. Yeah. Because I know I, I knew I did think for a while that it was just you paid this flat amount and what they sent you is what they sent you. Right. All right. Let's let's move on and let's talk about the Dixie Chicks. Oh God. Dixie Chicks are back. They've announced a new album. They have a new music video for their new single called Gaslighter. Uh, it was produced by Jack Antonoff. Uh, I wonder who this song's about. And this is the first record they've had, first album they've had in fourteen years. Well, that's the last time there was a Republican president. <laughs> yes. Like, they got no material. They, uh, I mean, they, 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 they fucking, they went after W. They, 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 they sure did, and they kind of went away for a little while, Dude, didn't I, they? I'm telling you right now, it's because, think, look up the definition of gaslighting, if you don't know what it is. Oh, no, I know what gaslighting okay. is. Well, who do you think that song's aimed at? The president. The orangutan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So uh, this is pretty crazy. They've um, – insane. insane. People are excited about this. Well, I'm, sure there, I'm sure there's a b- bunch of fucking house moms that are all giddy about this waiting in the return line right now that heard it. Right. Ooh, the Dixie Chicks. Getting, they all have chili bowl haircuts and shit. <laughs> I did like that song though. They had one song about like killing a guy. Oh, hey. A long time ago. I, I thought it was pretty pretty good. So, are you not a Dixie Chick fan? What? Why would I like the Dixie Chicks? I don't know. I did go... I have been to a Dixie Chicks concert, though. Okay. And it was, man, Poon Central. Poon Central. Yeah, dude, it's like the opposite <laughs> of going to Iron Maiden, man. It's all, chi- it's all chicks. <laughs> Instead of chicks, it's all old dudes at Iron Maiden. Yeah. I remember we went. Yeah, a sea of black shirts. Why didn't we go to a Dixie Chicks concert? They're not here yet. The yeah, single's okay. not come out. That's true. Well, Maybe, no, it just came out. I, boy, your friend might know him. Yeah, we yeah. We could hang friend. out with him. That would be awesome. We could do Sinead O'Connor, right? We could tear pictures up of different presidents. Yes, we, like. we can, yeah. That'd be awesome. All right. So that's happening. Another band that has formed a reunion and will be on tour is Genesis. 
Phil Collins, Tony Bakes, and Mike Rutherford will be joined by Nick Collins. By Nick Collins, it's Phil's son, who will take over the drumming duties. Um, yeah, I, I mean, if if Peter Gabriel's not there, yeah, I was about to I'm say, kind of not in for this. It ain't Genesis. It, no, it's not the real Genesis. But they are playing. Uh, they are playing in the UK, and it's been a while since they've performed. So if you're in the UK. Uh, in November and December, it's called the Last Domino Tour 2020 Genesis without Peter Gabriel. That's what they should call it. Without Peter Gabriel. Genesis without Peter Gabriel. Why? I don't even know why they would want to do that. Money. Money. No, I mean without Peter Gabriel. I don't think Peter Gabriel wants to do. No, it. of course he doesn't want to I do mean, it. Why would he though? Like, what are they going to do? Go out there and play nursery crime? They're going to play their hits. Yeah, that's all. That's what they're doing. But I mean, it's like you know, there's like eight shows, so it's not like a huge tour. And maybe who knows how much? Wait, I guess they're probably just putting the feelers out because that's that's probably obviously where they live. I don't know. I don't know. All right, think about it. If they came to the states and did it, they'd have to fly all their crew. All those visas, all this shit. They they try it in the. But in, they have the money to. Do I know, it. but what I'm saying is they they might not think it'll do very well, so they try it at home base. You know, yeah, it doesn't cost them so much to travel, right? You know, they see how it if it if it does well. sinks or swims over there, then they decide people would go see that. Genesis here, even if Peter Gabriel wasn't there. Would more people go to a Genesis concert or Phil Collins concert? Oh God, probably Phil Collins. Yeah. Unfortunately, see, that's one they should just. They should, if they were smart, they would advertise it as Phil Collins Genesis. Because some people, I bet people that like Phil Collins are, don't know about Genesis. They have no clue he was in Genesis. <laughs> they just know that hey, that's that guy that did the Mike Tyson song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got that. Yeah, right? Oh, he then they played it in the old school movie. What? Not old Not school. Not old school. Uh, I'll, I'll let you get <laughs> the it. The Hangover. Hangover. Same director. Yeah. <laughs> Different I movie, was there. Though. Different. You're gonna movie. fuck on me. You gonna fuck on me. I'm gonna fuck on you. Um, moving on. Lady Gaga has announced her new album called Chromatica. This is her next album, which followed the 2016's album Joanne. That uh, album is really good. So, what do you think about this Chromatica? It's out April 10th next month, and uh, it's probably gonna go back to like that Madonna sounded shit. You it? think so? I don't know. Did you listen to the Joanne album? Um, only a couple songs, I guess. Dude, it's I'm like, not the hugest her fan. Well, it doesn't sound like her. That's what's great. Okay, it's like a, it's a it's like a country album. Okay, like there's not a lot of. I mean, there's still some shit that's processed and you know auto tuned and moved around and stuff. But for the most part, it's it's kind of like a real. I don't know, organic sounding album. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound so processed, but it's pretty good. But this shit, just from the name of it, mm-hmm. sounds like it's going to go back to fucking like poker face sounded shit. She said, she said, Lady Gaga said about Chromatica, her new album, it's all about healing and it's about bravery as well. As well. And it's really like when we talk about love, I think it's so important to include the fact that it requires a ton of bravery to love someone. So it sounds like it's a lot of ballads of yeah. some sort, pop ballads. I don't know. You're looking at me like, oh, for fuck's sake. What? <laughs> know about this new album. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to be excited about it. Although I did watch, <laughs> I did, I did watch, I was watching The Office the other day. Yeah. And 
<laughs> remember when Gabe dresses up as Lady Gaga? Yes, I do remember that. That, I, that was the one I watched. Okay. And he goes, my, my, my. My, my, my. But, but, but yes, I do remember that. That was later in the season. Yeah. All right. So we've got we've got all these people announcing tours and albums. The next tour that's happening this spring in 2020, Smashing Pumpkins oh. have announced their spring tour. And uh, the band will have stops with Guns, Guns and, Roses. and Roses. Yeah, they're opening for GNR. Yeah, so they start April 23rd in Louisville, Kentucky. I think they're playing Houston. They are, I don't see them on the Texas uh, center right now. It's a lot of East Coast, basically. That's probably just the Smashing Pumpkins tour. Though. Okay, just the Smashing Pumpkins yeah, tour. Yeah, if you looked up GNR, I think they're either in San Antonio or Houston. Okay. So if you're on the East Coast and you like Smashing Pumpkins, uh, get your Billy Corgan shoes on. Are you a Smashing Pumpkins fan? I like Smashing Pumpkins. They have this song called Geek USA. Yeah. It's on Siamese Dream. Yeah. Dude, that song is so good. He's a really that guy's a really good guitar player. Billy All Corgan. Right. And he's got a fucked up story. <laughs> Serious, really? like his mom was like psychotic or something. He has he has a like a special needs brother. Yeah. I don't want to say retarded, but I think he is retarded. Okay. But Billy Corgan's like basically raised him since he was a kid. Yeah. It's really, it's really, he, that guy seems like a pretty cool dude. Well, he owned a wrestling promotion, right? At one point. Oh, I forgot about that. TNA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he also, the, the Smashing Pumpkins did an album called Oceanica. Okay. And Tommy Lee plays drums on it. Ooh, so Tommy I'm like, Lee. I would never think that Billy Corgan, like the Smashing Pumpkins and Motley Crue would be buds. Yeah. But hey. There they are. Power of music. Yes. Um, and now since we just had the primary election um, to see who will be on the ballot for president. We have to announce that Tenacious D has announced a swing state tour <laughs> for the upcoming election. Tenacious D will be traveling to all the swing states to save the world from Trumpian destruction. <laughs> Is that really what it says? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Six God, states were decided by two percentage points or less, and Tenacious D will be heading there, which is... Idaho, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, North Carolina, Florida, D.C., Virginia, Pennsylvania, and New York. That's like the trendy thing to do now. The swing states? No, like vote if you like voter persuasion through whatever whatever you do. It's like, hey, get out and do this, get out and do that. Like, just say go vote. Like, don't fucking tell people who to go who to go vote for. Like, if you don't like someone, great. But when you make it, that's all it's about. But I don't think people are really listening to Tenacious D for that. No, I can... Okay. I guarantee you they are. You, you gotta be joking right now. We no. We're in a group think fucking society now. So, I don't know. I mean, their poster, of course, looks amazing. They're with Winchester 46 for 46 with Soulful Symphony. Man, fuck. I don't... Whatever. So, yes. Tenacious D coming to the East Coast for the election. Check your local listings. And then our last bit of news, which Jacob just brought up, which very much excites me about our uniquely favorite band. I got does a hat. It tickle you internally? It does, and I, I even got a uh, a uh, shirt, or not a shirt, a uh, a hat made. Get it from together, this band. Dude. Yeah, god damn it! I'm looking at it. Uh, Ghost, our favorite band, Ghost. Um, the the new lead singer, the new Cardinal, the new Papa. Has been announced. He was born. 
transitioned. He transitioned from Cardinal. So Papa Emeritus, 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 one, two, and three are dead, and Ghost just waved Cardinal Copia goodbye, and has introduced the newest singer, Papa Emeritus. Four. Four. <laughs> At the final concert on the prequel tour. So yeah. So this guy's name's Tobias, right? Yeah, same guy. Yeah. Um, so what what do you know about this? What do you know? Like do you I well, mean, he do looks it. awesome oh, in yeah. his new garb for sure. Well they do it like every album cycle. Yeah. So like they the first record came out, they toured, then the very yeah. last show they had like a ceremony. Uh-huh. And then it was a new a new a younger version of Papa. Yeah. So he's like been aging backwards since then. Then they, they switched to the Cardinal character. Yeah. Which. Kind of the older guy. Yeah. But like in the ranks of, I guess, how you go up, like uh-huh. you have to, Cardinal is before becoming a Pope. Yeah. So they basically just moved the Cardinal into the Pope, yes. Pope position. So okay. yeah, he became a Papa. I came up, Papa. But it's pretty cool how they board. did it. Like you should watch. You probably won't be able to watch the video, but no, there's a video. Uh, if you if you look at loudwire.com, there is a video of it. But his new garb is like blue yeah, and kind of like red and black. It it's, looks great. It looks badass. He yeah. has the badass gigantic hat on, like the priestly hat on. See, that was when they. That was the best. Like out of the three Papas they've had, and the Cardinal was cool, but I don't know the the Papa character is definitely. Like the most aesthetically right. appealing one, yeah. But just because of the hat, and he used to he carried that staff, yep. You know that had the crucifix, yeah. It, it just looked, it just looked, it it looked cooler. I know, I like it. And so, do you like this hat I got made? Yeah, dude, it's bad. People aren't going to know what the what fuck it, is. it is. You should have got like an asshole right above it. <laughs> it's like, the or it's on the top, the right? obscene kiss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I got I got a hat from Ghost yesterday. I had it. Uh, Custom made at Lids, um, and it says Osculum Obscenum, which is the obscene kiss, which is otherwise known as the devil's kiss, kiss the butthole. When you when you had that hat made, did the person ask you what does this mean? They did not. I'm maybe. I bet they, the, they the employee it. might have Googled yeah. it. And then on the back of it, it says, kiss the go-goat. Yeah, it looks pretty badass. So, but I remember when I, so yesterday when I had this made, the guy at Lids was like, so you want it to say, kiss the go-goat? Yeah. And I'm like, yes, let me write it down. Yeah. You should have played it <laughs> And he just song. like kind of chuckled. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, okay. How, mu- how much was that, if I may ask? Uh, 35 bucks. For the hat and the stitching? Yep. Wow, that's kind of a deal. So... That's weird. He didn't ask though, because like <laughs> I know, asked him. Well, I asked him if anybody's had that done. He's like, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I'm trying to figure out though is like that, that seems like a very big liability. Why? Well, I don't know. Say you, <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to say anything questionable on the air. But say you went in and you had something made that was. I don't know. Like more. the Holocaust wasn't real. I was going to let you say something like that. <laughs> yeah, something similar to that, right? Right, you know it's a big thing of okay. Hitler well, did it for the chicks. If you don't, <laughs> <laughs> we need more gold. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, so I didn't get into that conversation with him. Yeah, but you know, there, there's cake shops that won't make yeah, that's gay what I, that's cakes. That's what I'm saying. But you mean gakes? Gakes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, but I don't know. I I didn't go into it with him. But I would imagine like it's money if he gonna do it you know yeah I, we'll have to talk about this while these uh, this isn't rolling so okay. i can use a better example 
Oh, well, say it. No, I'm not. Air. Gonna, no, I'm not Why? Gonna, no. Well, we know we don't think that. Because I don't need the. I don't need. I don't want no trouble. You're not going to get in trouble. You're just talking here. No. Okay, I'll just, just talk use, it. I'll, I'll just use, say it. I'll just use, say I'll, it. I'll, I'll use, why are you scared I'll, to talk? I'll use this one as an example. No, why are you scared to talk? Do you remember the European couple whose child, his name was Adolf Hitler? Yes. Okay, and they, I don't went, and they went to get the cake made. Yes, right? and they wouldn't make the they cake. They wouldn't make the cake. Right. It seems like that's, a, that's the, a similar scenario here with getting anything put on a hat. Where if you don't do it, you can create a media frenzy because you were denied service. But then if they did do it, then it would backfire on them because you went, oh, yeah, I went to the lids, made it, no questions asked. Like if you just got a hat with the swastika on the front of it. Right. Oh, yeah, I'll make that for you. It's, it's only money. Right. And then they would get in a, a ton of shit for that. That, but, that's the point I was. But trying. osculum obscenum is not a. I know, but that's yeah. why, that's why I was asking because let's say this didn't mean kiss the devil's asshole. Yeah. Let's let's just say <laughs> what what would be worse than that? A, a swastika. Kill kill, kill white everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Kill kill whitey. Actually, they could probably give you that hat. <laughs> We're fucking yeah. You want one? Kill, kill, kill but the you get, white meat. You get what I'm trying to say, though? Yeah. I know. I I'm get what you're saying. That, I'm surprised he didn't. I'm just saying I'm surprised that he didn't ask you. What oh, no. Not, no no question whatsoever. There was like, yeah, write it down. We'll do it. They were not busy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they did it. It's pretty badass. I mean, because I figured just the hat alone is probably 20 bucks. No. So, so my friend and I got uh, both hats made. He got a hat with the new song he did on the hat. Uh, because everybody at the uh, the the company, the record company, loved it. Wait, they got they made this in a day. They made that in like twenty minutes. Where is this at? Lids. Where's that? In There's the one in North Park. Yeah, I can't, so you I, go. You I go. Can't, I'm not going. That's coronavirus central. Bro. <laughs> so you. It, so All that but but any China. lids, they actually have a station that has automatic stitching, and they basically just punch it into the computer. They put the hat in this little device, and it. So you pick the font, you pick the color, you pick yeah, you wherever it's placed, whatever you want. You, you can do it on graphics. the computer. Yeah, they do it on the computer, and they just put it in there, and it's like this big sewing machine that has like eight different uh, needles, and it just. Dude, we, Lids needs to sponsor us, man. We look at that. Look at how much time we just gave them. I, I know, right? They, so, that that so, hat should have been free. We're gonna get free asshole hats <laughs> from, from here on out. I used to do this. So with uh, my friend, him and I, in the early 2000s, used to go to Lids like once every couple weeks and get hats made. And so I have one that says like extra sausage. I have one that says Filipino box spring hog. I have one that says that has my gamer tag. Gumberkules is my name. You know. I have a lot of these hats, and so we hadn't done you're, it. You're into fashion, dude. I love fashion. You really do, though. I do. I'm not joking, because you also have a shit ton of tennis shoes. I do have a lot of sneakers. Right? So it's sneakers and hats. Yes. Boots and slacks. <laughs> and so I really like uh, like sports jerseys, too, but I don't have any anymore. I got yeah, rid of them all. get you a fucking Brett Hall. They had a Bobby jersey. Boucher jersey at Lids. Really? <laughs> yes, they well, did. With the, with, it was yellow and blue, right? It was, no, it's the orange and blue. Orange and blue. Yeah, yeah, and it said Boucher on the back yeah. with his number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had like a dumb number too. He's like right. a quarterback with like the number ninety five. But Lids is the Lids is a great place for jerseys because they have like I the they old had school, hats. Though. No, but they they have jerseys uh, now too, or they have they've always had jerseys. But Lids is great for that because a lot of other stores will only have current players. But 
uh, Lids has older players. Like I saw the Scotty Pippen jersey for the Bulls, which was awesome. And they still had Emmett Smith jerseys. Did they have any Rodney Pete jerseys? <laughs> no. Or Warren Moon. I was hoping for a Kirby Puckett jersey. <laughs> oh, dude, Kirby Puckett was badass. He played for the Twins, right? He played for the Minnesota Twins. Yes, yes. Yeah, he was great. He was awesome. Yeah. So, but no, I, I we we hadn't made a hat in forever. It's like, dude, we should get hat, hats made. And he's like, yes. And uh, he got the so- the song he wrote and produced, and uh, and I got this one because I was like, "What should I get?" I was like, "Oh, one of my favorite songs right now is Kiss, Kiss the Go Go, Kiss the Butthole." Yeah, so I got that, and so I just think that because I like getting stuff like this done because whoever recognizes this will be friends instantly. Well, you know who the where you should wear this to is the next like Comic Con that comes. Yeah, yeah, because Mark Church, right, our, right, our mutual bud, yeah. He his job now he like travels with Comic Cons and yeah. does the merch. Okay. Um so he'll send me pictures and text me and he'll tell me that like, man, I saw so X amount of people were dressed up like people from Ghost. Ghost. Awesome. Because they're perfect for yeah. you know For the cosplay, yeah. Yeah, cosplay, absolutely. And no. then like kids dressed up as Papa, you know. It's yeah. like, dude, if I ever had a kid, which I hope I never do, <laughs> they'll have an asshole hat. They'll have an asshole hat. <laughs> So yes, uh, listen to Kiss the Go Go. Yeah. So all right, let's move on. We're done with news. Okay. Uh, you know what? Before you. Okay. I bet they wouldn't have printed Mary on a cross on it. I bet you they would have. Go get another one then. You want to go with me? We'll get. I'm both not going to the mall. <sighs> I'll drop you off. We, you're, we don't have to touch anything. Yeah. Right. No, you don't. North Park is wide open. That's right. I guess all the doors are open. Yeah. Still not going. Pussy. I am supposed to take my mom there soon, though. Go to Lids and get one made. I think there's a Lids in Townies Mall, though, which is right. And no, there, re- there's Lids everywhere. Really yeah, coronavirus. I you go there. there. Talking about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's move on. We're done with news. We're going to move on to our classic album of the week. I don't even remember what it was. Oh my god! I suggested it too. Didn't you I? did suggest oh, I know, this. I do know what it is now. It's the Beatles, isn't it? Yes. Is it? We did Revolver or Sgt. Yeah, Pepper? Revolver. Okay, that's what I thought. For fuck's All sake. Right. All right. Our classic album of the week. I'm stoned, dude. Like, <laughs> you don't have to yell at me. I love you. I love you too, but you know I'm, you know I can't, can't remember. I got cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. I like your Marilyn, or your Charles Manson shirt. <laughs> Fucking Neil Young, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> if angry, you take a angry yeah, it's an angry Neil Young who looks kinda, like looks Charles look, Manson. No, nah, this ain't angry Neil Young. This is fucking heroined out. No. I don't know where the fuck I am, Neil, Neil Young. Young. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our classic album of the week is Revolver by the Beatles. Of course, we have talked about the Beatles on our main feature on the Unbalanced Note, but we're going to talk about Revolver here. This is the seventh studio album by the Beatles. It was released August 5th, 1966, and it was recorded right before then, from April to June in 1966, at EMI in London. Um, and it was released on Parlophone and Capital. It was not released on Apple. No, they hadn't created Apple yet. Correct. And the produced by GM... George, George Martin. Martin. Mr. J- the Fifth Beatle. Yeah, so a year prior to Revolver was Rubber Soul. And then after uh, after Revolver was Sergeant Peppers. But let's talk about Revolver for a little bit, shall we? You know what? Revolver, I think, actually is my favorite 
album of theirs. So it's so goddamn. I, I good. go back and forth between Rubber Soul and Revolver. They're both good, but I think Revolver, man, because well, I, just so I, got, I, I don't sometimes lean more partial to Rubber Soul just because that's when you hear them fully realize their songwriting capability, right? Because all the, like, the albums up to that point were a lot of covers and standards, and you know, very they sounded like everything else at yeah. the time. So yeah, Rubber Soul was the fucking bam. That was the first solid step, and then Revolver was just like the knockout punch. Yeah, like, Revolver to me is a fucking way better album than Sgt. Pepper. Yeah, I no, mean, there's just no there's to me there's no debate that uh, that Revolver is definitely the greatest Beatles. You, th- album. you really? Oh, absolutely. Dude, because think about everything that they did on it. Crazy. They hadn't used like El- let's just. So the first song on Revolver is Taxman. Yes. All right. So that bass tone when it hits. And that's a Harrison song too. Yeah, it's a Harrison song. Yeah. So, and to lead with that in the Beatles world yeah. was pretty weird. Yes. You know, it's like normally, no, we're not we're not going to lead with a George song. So they do Taxman. Then the second song is Eleanor, Eleanor Rigby. Rigby had some big titties. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> but you hear that's kind of like, okay. I hear where Sergeant Peppers comes from now. Yep. Okay, so then what's after Eleanor? I'm only sleeping. Okay. And then Love You Too, Here, There, and Everywhere, and then Yellow Submarine, which is by our, the the craziest beetle. (laughs) Second favorite. And and it's it's funny that Yellow Submarine is done by the drummer, because it's like, we all live in a yellow submarine. Well, dude, that's, (laughs) that's again like a testament Yo, it's great. The, I love the, it. To the to the extreme like songwriting power of those guys is that yeah. they per they they in my head, like every time I think of when they wrote that song, mm-hmm. they're going, What's the dumbest shit we can, we can get do. people to sing along to? And then we can create an entire universe around this song. But with, I just mean yeah. like who who if you if you handed those lyrics to someone and didn't say, and no one had ever heard it before. Mm-hmm. Didn't know the Beatles. Didn't know Yellow Submarine. And they read it. They think it was written by a child. Yeah, like we all live in a Yellow Submarine. That's going to be the chorus. Then people are going to sing along to it. Oh yeah, it's going to be great. But they created characters for this song. But I'm they just talking. I'm world. just only talking about the song. Yeah, like just the song itself. Just the song. Yes, they've got people to sing along to. We all live in a Yellow Submarine. Mm-hmm. That's fucking amazing. Like, just think about that. It's the Beatles. It's like someone, I wipe my butt, I wipe my butt. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it, to, to, to find a strong chorus anyway yes. is tough. Yes. But then to, perp- to purposely make it goofy and successful is fucking incredible. I agree. And I'm only sleeping is, the, is, is that's when you, when you hear, oh, shit, these guys have been taking drugs. <laughs> because that's got all the, there's sitar. Yes. I don't think there's... I don't think backwards instruments have been uh, introduced yet on the album because this is the first album to have instruments and things played in reverse, right? To, to work you hear in like, a, to work yeah. in a song, yeah. right? Well, tomorrow never knows. The last song yeah. on there is that's the fucking to me that's the best that's the best Beatles song ever. Interesting. So side two starts off with "Good Day Sunshine." Which I know they got to play for astronauts. And then is Andrew Bird can sing the sec- the next song? Yeah, and Andrew Bird can sing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, and that song fucking rules, man. Yes. That's like 
double Rickenbacker twelve yeah. strings going. Uh, for no one next, Doctor Robert. I want to tell you, and then I love got to get you back into my life for some reason because it's a fucking great song. It is, and then tomorrow never knows. Well, I think Revolver also has the better cover than Sergeant Pepper as well. Like Sergeant Pepper's cool, you know the covers. I get how people would think it's oh it's so great because it's got Marilyn Monroe and Charlie Chaplin. But on this it. one is like it's kind of like they hired just kind of a pencil artist, Klaus Vorman. Yeah, and who just was, he was the bass player on All Things Must Pass. Yeah, and he was like yeah, just draw everything. But draw it's us. them though. Like, yes, it's only the Beatles. They didn't need to put other you know. Because John, like Lennon, remember he wanted to have Jesus and Hitler on the cover. Yes. And the record company said, no, no, no. <laughs> See, but they didn't like, with, I don't know, man. I just think the Revolver cover is more superior and it's definitely more. Uh, <laughs> and this was know, when they were. Like psychedelic uh, cover. Well, well, yes, because this was the time where they were doing LSD. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes. They, I mean, they, they kind of got into that. And I guess Harrison's. Uh, infatuation with the sitar and the Indian. You start to hear it. Yes. See, but in but, here, yes. But tomorrow never knows is a Lennon song, right? Which well, you would hear it and think that it's George. But I think they love. Yeah, they loved it though, right? Well, Harrison didn't really much. I don't. He. I think he was always kind of. I think like hypercritical of that song because I think he even was mentioned like that John didn't like John wasn't doing it right, right? Because then when 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 uh, Sergeant Pepper came out. You know, the first song on the second side of that is Within You, Without You. Yeah. And that's like a lot more kind of, I don't know. Not It's not traditional sounding Middle Eastern well, music because it's so fucking out there and yes. elect, kind of electric. But but some the, somebody described Lennon's Tomorrow Never Knows as the greatest leap into the future of dude, the Beatles' oh, recording career up to the point up to this point because dude, it experimented with the psychedelic stuff and it's only one note yeah so the whole there's just this drone and like C yeah yep and then McCartney has that killer bass line that right but I think it's probably only the first song up to that point to have a have a monotone through the whole thing yeah but. Do you know why it's called Revolver? I cannot remember. Uh, Referring to both a kind of handgun and the revolving motion of a record as it plays on a turntable. I think there's something hidden on the cover, too, like in George's or Paul's face. I think there was. Is it Paul's face? Like that he's dead? No. (laughs) That wasn't until later. That wasn't until. Yes. Uh, So, yeah, it is. um, And of course, it did super well. Everybody loved it. All five stars See, from okay, everybody. It came out in 1966. Okay, look up what album won album of the year, the Grammy in 1966. Grammy. Let's see. Like, I Who do you think it is? Grammy. Something um, stupid like. Was it 1966 or it would be 1967? Well, it came out in 66, so it would be 66. So like. The, the actual award ceremony? Yeah, when it would have won. So maybe 67. Do both. Well, all you're doing is typing, lazy ass. Oh, dick. There's too many clicks. That was that. the ninth annual Grammys, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here. Probably, Frank Sinatra probably beat it or something like that. So I'll go back, but it said record of the year was Frank Sinatra's Strangers in the Are Nights. Are you kidding me? 
I knew. Oh, I, uh, I, I oh knew. then it, then it says John Lennon, Paul McCartney for Michelle. That's song, probably song or single of the year. Yeah, song it says songwriters. Okay, but well, so well, so I'll go back. Well, Michelle, one more. Michelle for, I'll go back to the eighth. Soul. So let me check record of the year. So yeah, it can't be. You would go to sixty-seven then. Yeah, cause... so it was. That's what I was on sixty-seven. Award winners record of the year uh, was Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brash Band. So there you go. Have you ever looked up Herb Albert's net worth? It's probably a ton because he has like a thousand albums. Dude, type, <laughs> type it in. Your head's going to explode. <laughs> Herb Alpert. Herb Alpert net worth. It, you're you're going to go. You're going to think. You're he gonna, has sold 72 million records worldwide. No, no, no. It ain't what he sold though because you know what he created, right? What did he create? It'll tell you when you type in. Just Herb see. Alpert net worth. 850 million. <laughs> yeah. Good God. So he's not starving. Mm-mm. He created, I think, A&R Records is him. Okay. Well, Jesus. Yeah. So he's almost a billionaire. That's crazy. Good for him. But yeah, uh, so it would have to be the seventh. It, yeah, it would have to be that. So it's, yeah. So uh, so what beat it? Frank Sinatra? Yes. There you go. Frank Sinatra's better than the Beatles. That's what that means. Is that what that means? Well, he won. I'm just going to go just keep going to see. Yeah. He won the fucking. So, yeah, ninth. John Lennon and Paul McCartney for Michelle. No, you need to go a year forward. Okay, the 10th. Okay, here we go. Record of the year, the fifth dimension. (laughs) Age of Aquarius? Uh, The Beatles and George Martin for Sgt. Pepper. So, no, Revolver didn't really win anything. That's crazy. That is crazy. See, that just goes to show you that those. Ricky Gervais was right. Bill Cosby won a Grammy that year, though. What? For Dope. Revenge. Dope in my drink? <laughs> Dope in your drink. No. Okay. All right. We're, okay, so Revolver. Yes. We love this album. You should definitely listen to it. I think it's my listen favorite album. It. You should fucking own it. You should. Well, you, you should own, own this, all the Beatles songs. Record, I just you should get a one way ticket to the Golden Gate Bridge and hop on off. <laughs> say your goodbyes. No, don't even just go. Don't just just go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best crazy. album. It's like, what's better than that? Are you experienced and access bold as love? Right. Like it doesn't. There's very few albums that could even come close to even being compared to Revolver. Yeah. No, Revolver is amazing. Every song but on it's, it, it's, it's a the great first album to ever have to feature backwards instrumentation. Right. There you go. Do it. Revolver. All right. Let's move on to our, uh, our, our segment where we want to introduce you to a band that you might not have heard of. Oh, I, I forgot about this. So we were talking about it a few days ago, and then Jacob just you know laid the dick on the table and was like, bam, you need to listen to this. And so I put on YouTube, and they have their whole album, like, like an hour and 20 minutes of music and I listened to the whole thing. I put on some candles. Yeah. And I just kind of sat there with like whiskey and I was like, God damn, I feel like I'm in a Silent Hill video Dude, game. It's incredible. Like, this so, is one of the this is one of my favorite musical discoveries. So Boren and Der Club of Gore. Yeah. Is that how you say That's it? That's how you say it. It's a German 
jazz band, but not just like jazz, like Man, whiplash. Would, it's like ambient sound. I wouldn't consider them jazz that's what they're, band. but that's what yeah. everybody says. They are a jazz band, but they're an, an ambient jazz band, meaning it's very atmospheric. Picture the music in a David Lynch movie. Picture the music in the video game Silent Hill or a creepy fucking movie in the background. That is this band with a little bit of the jazz sax in it. The sax is the... Man, so the first time... So the album that I sent you, Black Earth... Yeah. That was the first one that I heard. Okay, so Black Earth came out in 2002. Yeah. Yes. They have a new one coming out this year called Patchouli Blue. They just got back together. Yes. They were kind of on a hiatus for For six years. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I fucking... I'm a big fan of that that band Air... Yeah, the not French. Air Supply, but no. Air. Yeah, Air, the French, the, yeah. the original Daft Punk. Yes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I was listening one day, I was listening to the Virgin Suicides soundtrack. And I think I had right. it on, I was, it was on YouTube or something. Yes. This is one of those weird instances where YouTube actually did something cool. Uh-huh. And I left it on the album, the, you know, Virgin Suicides got done playing. And then I heard this loud-ass commercial and then, it, then it sounded like I, I wasn't hearing anything, yeah. but I was because I could hear this just like, like rumble kind of happening. Right, not a rumble, but it was just I could hear this like sound that was just circulating. Yeah, I was like, man, what's that? And then those those big drums just kind of dropped that. Yeah, you know, and then it just crawls. Right, you know what I mean? Like this would be music where if you had your headphones on and you were walking. You in would, like a would, foggy city? No, I just meant just even if it's sunshine, it will make you walk in slow motion. Yes. Like it, it this is probably some of the most intense like emotional music I've ever heard. No, it really so like some music you'll immediately start tapping your toes and singing out loud. Some music it takes a little while to get into, but like with um Born Ander Club of Gore you immediately are like hypnotized into this state of, I don't know, calmness yeah, almost. Man, that's what I love about it so much. Like, is that it instantly, it has that Tom Petty effect. Right. Where you hear it. And this is so ominous and spooky. But like but only it, for a little bit because it brings in, it well, just, it, it always is because you almost look like there is going to be like some creature coming out yeah, someone's about to die like i feel like this could be like the soundtrack to the movie the mist <laughs> yeah to- dude, totally uh, like, absolutely so this band was found in 1992 in germany and the members of this jazz band started in hardcore bands such as names such as chronicle diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they formed this Jaws and ambient crossover that What's is basically. Jaws? Did I say Jaws? I said <laughs> ja- Jazz, yes. Jazz with slow jazz ballads, um, and uh, it's oh, it's so good. And they re- the guitar is replaced by the saxophone. Yeah, and so oh, it's so good. And they have. I'd say like about ten albums from since 1994, and yeah, there are quite a few. New one comes out this year called Patchouli Blue, but Black Earth from 2002 is the one he sent me, and I, I think I listened to the whole thing in one sitting. I was just like, oh man, this yeah, is so fun. I, I even texted you about it. Yeah, well, it's just one like they have another album called Sunset Mission that is yeah, cool. they're all really fucking good. But right, Black Earth has the most misleading cover because that would be the first. That's always the first one I show to people because. 
they'll think like, oh, Jake's fucking yeah. So it, yeah, the cover shit. of the album, it's looks got metal. a skull. Yeah. It looks like you're gonna listen to the death metal, and then when you hear it, you're like, this is not. Um, yeah, you're like, are you sure this is the right? Was the right disc? And, like, even the song names, like, Destroying Angels, Vigilante Crusade, Constant Fear Skeletal Remains, The Art of Coffins, your your mind goes, like, we're about to hear, like, Cannibal Corpse type yeah, stuff. Yeah, totally, yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah, 180. It's like going to the symphony. <laughs> but slower. Yeah, but it's slower. Like the symphony on Hydrocodone. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, That's what it reminds me of, actually. Do you know what Chopped and, you know, chopped and Screwed music? What's that? It's like where they take hip hop. You know what lean is? It's liquid hydro hydrocodone. Yes, yes. Pur- purple drink. Yeah, purple purple drink. All right. So it's they take you know. Let's say a song is at like 140 BPM, right? So right. The tempos. Yeah. Well, they take chopped and screwed. They slow it down so that tempo at 140 now goes down to like 80, which yeah. is like it makes it your neck want to do that. Thing. Yeah. That's what Boren kind of reminds me of is like chopped and screwed jazz. I like that. They're good, man. Like, I was just blown away when I when I heard it. I instantly went over it and I like I hit the space bar, started reading, because I, I wanted to stop it. Yeah, and I wanted to read about these people. Yeah, first because I was like, damn, these are some pretty like hardcore, in depth, like very in touch with themselves. No, I'm a people. huge fan. Can I get a record? <laughs> Do uh, I have to order it from Germany? We man. So when I was when I worked at when I was working at Good. Yeah. You know, I always had them. Okay. Because I would play it. Like, I'd, it would be like in the afternoon, you know, maybe okay. on like a Thursday. Yeah. And I'd have it on. And it's chaos when the store was on Greenville Avenue, yeah. right? Especially like construction, all this fucking pandemonium, yeah. you know. And that shit would be on. I'd have it cranked. And people would just be like, what is this? This is the most like scary, pleasant music I've ever heard. Because it sounds like it's going to just go off the rails at any point. Like, blast beats are going to start happening. and bah! Right. But it just never happens. I love it. They have a compilation album called Boring for Beginners. Uh, I want to I check that out. No. But buy either Sunset Mission. Dolores is a good one. Well, I kind of want to buy all of them. Yeah, you should. Piano Nights is really good, too. Do that, you have any in your collection? Yeah, I have like four of them. Okay. Well, I'm in. Well, I'd have to go <laughs> when I get my place or when I move in over here. Yeah. Yeah. I'll watch you watch I'll watch you drink whiskey and I'll just get stoned till okay. my fucking balls fall off and then... <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be great. Uh so yes. They're great. Born and yeah. Club of Gore. Born and Club of Gore. Man, and you know, once this coronavirus shit's over with, uh-huh. I've just figured fuck it, man. We got to go to Germany and see these dudes. So, actually, in October, I want to go to uh, to Oktoberfest, Beer Fest, and then pay some, uh, like a guy's trip, go to the Holocaust uh, concentration camps for a day, and then go to Oktoberfest and drink. That seems like very... I'm, I didn't mean to laugh, because that's horrible, but it just seems like a very... I don't think that I don't. That's like a. That's the kind of drunk that I used to would couldn't acknowledge that I would like be involved in some bad shit and then go get drunk. That it would never end good. No, we would. Like pay. I don't want to drink. I wouldn't want to drink with all that on my head of just leaving a Holocaust museum and then. No, we would. It would be like we wouldn't go directly there. We would take like a day and night, oh. sleep it off, and then oh. go do the thing. Okay. No, we're not. No, no. We would all just. 
we'd be crying. Yeah. And fucking, <laughs> you know, it's weird that you. It's, you would deny it. No, I wouldn't. I'm just messing with you. I'm trying to get a rise I was out just of talking you. <laughs> the bass player, my friend Chris, he plays bass in the. And he plays the bass player in Square Wheel. Yeah, too. we were. He's a he's a middle school uh, history teacher. Uh huh. And he was on a field trip like a couple of weeks ago, and I was texting with him, and I said, oh, "Are you guys at the Holocaust Museum?" And he goes, "No, I've never been. Have you?" And I went when I was in, I don't know, like ninth grade, high school, right? Eighth, eighth or ninth grade. And man, like, because. In school, there's always like there's someone you get that, one day of the Holocaust. Yeah, usually well, not, not in that, Texas schools, you not, do not that, not so much that, but it's like, man, that place is so intense. Like it, it's like listening to Boren, right? Right. You're instant. You're you're captivated by trying to like fathom like how something like that could even happen. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, what? But they, you know, they had a cart. Right. And, you know, they put everybody in there and they just shut, they shut the door for maybe 10 seconds. Yeah. And man, it was like, I can still remember that, like every detail of that. And that was at the old one because then I know there's a newer one. Now. Right. There's a new one right by West End in yeah. downtown. Yeah, man, I would like to go to that again because that's like. Let's go together. Man, that's, I wouldn't want to We'll go make to, a day of I it. I don't want to go to the bar after though, man. <laughs> You'll have to. No. We could we could do that, and then we can watch the nine and a half hour documentary called Shoah on the Holocaust. What's it called? Shoah S H O A H. Nine and a half hours. It's nine. I reviewed Is it. Ken it. Burns? No, it's not. It's Claude Landsman, who spent ten years, and it's only consists of, um, like just talking head interviews of survivors of people who lived near the concentration camps but didn't do anything. See, that, those people should be killed as well. I think. So they they talk about that, and then in very. It's really kind of creepy and scary. He secretly films on film and audio of former SS officers. But they don't know who they have, is. They have no idea they're being recorded. They yeah. know they're being interviewed, but they're like, I don't want to be filmed or recorded. And so he sets it up like secretly. Yeah. And it's crazy. And then in one crazy segment, there's this bar in Germany where there's this old SS officer who was horrible, who has been living a lie and hiding out, confronts him, who's a dishwasher at a bar, and the dude runs out. Oh, it's crazy. It's a really good documentary. Dude, how is he not going around killing these people? <laughs> no, I mean... You I, know what I mean? Like, he's Dexter. a filmmaker, you know? It doesn't fucking matter, dude. I, like, but all those people that lived near the, near the camps, uh-huh. they should have killed those motherfuckers too, man. Like, unless you were going in there... Right. ...trying to fucking help mm-hmm. and... If you, I mean, God, what a what a crazy. You should, I'll let you borrow it. You have it? Oh, hell yeah, I have it. It's a Criterion collection. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to watch because it's just a lot of really <laughs> sad stories, but. Well, see, that's like, none of that, I don't really, stuff like that isn't difficult for me. Well, like, I have a difficult time watching, like, you know, the all-female version of Ghostbusters. Right, yeah, like, it's the worst. I, I would. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you, you know what I mean? Like, right. that's tough to get through. Correct. There's there's stuff like that is, you know, it's like, it's same with music, right? Post Post Malone and Born Under Club of Gore yeah. could be, couldn't be totally different, right? Right. Where in the in the popularity contest, most people would have a hard time getting through Born Under Club of Gore songs. Right. But I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. Same thing with, because there's something to be learned. Like anything where there's, there's something that you can learn and better yourself from, most people aren't going to have time for that. Right. They want this basic, across-the-board, mind-numbing, dumb shit. 
They don't want to like better themselves or yeah. know, get in, get their fucking brain working. You yeah, know, they want to be fucking turned off and you know idiots. Right. No, so, I get no. It. I would love to watch that because there's. I mean, <laughs> we got so off topic here. Well, no, we didn't. <laughs> What were we talking about? Born under Club of Gore. They're German. They are German. <laughs> They're so, the nice Germans. Yeah, maybe. We don't know that. Maybe, you know what? Maybe we're listening to some fucking sympathizers here. Yeah, maybe. Do we need to do our research? I did some research. I didn't see anything about that. But <laughs> then again, I don't know why you blast that out front, you know. True. Uh, born under Club of Gore, B-O-H-R-E-N, and Der Club of Gore. D-E-R. D-E-R. Yeah, Look them up. Buy, buy candles. Their buy, get candles, too, if you yes. do. I'm glad you lit candles. because No, well, I have a lot of candles. And I was, I was like, like so like, like 15 minutes in, I'm like, okay. I'm going to like... Do like the the dim lighting hey, and did have you, some. Did chemist? you and Farah? Because <laughs> that's no. like, dude. I'm telling you, for all you lovers out there, yeah, dude. That's 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 a that's a that's a mashing album, right? That there, is man. that is slow moving one too. <laughs> Get a nice groove, have a nice dinner, right? <laughs> go go at it. You crazy, sir? You won't you want your neighbors won't be disturbed because you'll be. Shh, you're interrupting the music. It's good. But just keep sticking it to me. Sticking it. <laughs> it's good. All right. All right. Uh, moving on to our uh, question of the week. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about this one. <laughs> um, so our question of the week, since we're talking about Buck Owens a little later in the show, what rock and roll song could Buck Owens perfectly cover? So, if Buck Owens could cover every, any heavy rock or metal song, which one would Buck Owens cover best? You're talking about current? It, it could be any Any song. Kiss the Go-Go's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Or uh, Mariana Cross would be better. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll always, so I put, I, I think Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith would be great for him to cover. No. It'd be, cool, it'd be cool if he did, like... I don't know, owner of a lonely heart. Like, took a song that could be cool, but isn't, and then made it cool. I was like, that's bad. So, yes. Sweet Emotion's already cool? That's a cool song. Okay. You so know what I mean? Like, is, like, so, like, Ragdoll? Okay, Aerosmith? There yeah. There you go. Our, uh, dude looks like a lady. lady. Could you imagine Buck Owens singing that? No, I couldn't. He wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good I mean, like, on paper, the most... Ones that make the most sense, and he even covers it on this album, is the Beatles owe a huge debt to fucking to Buck Owens, man. I mean, mm-hmm. Buck Owens and the Everly Brothers is just the blueprint, you know, for the Beatles. We've said that on here before. Yeah. But, uh, man, I don't know. It'd be cool to hear him do, like, the Trooper. Okay. What about any Nirvana songs? Nah. That's too dumb. You think so? Yeah, that's bonehead. Man. What about Crazy Bitch by uh, <laughs> Buck Cherry? <laughs> but, butterfly. Crazy I mean, town. Buck Owens, Buck Cherry. It makes sense. You've gone too far. I've gone. I've gone Inception. You haven't even. You don't even smoke weed. <laughs> and you came up with that. <laughs> Buck Cherry, Buck Owens. Yeah. Crazy Bitch. They could save on scratching the on marquee. They could save money in advertising. Right, Buck Cherry Buck. Owens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, there you go. That's it. 
A Buck Cherry Owens cover. No, but you only play ZZ Top songs, right? Just make twirl the guitars. Even more dumb. Well, what did people? What did? What was so? I so with Reddit, I really have to find a subreddit other than music, which has millions of subscribers, but they never answer. So I'm gonna have to find a better subreddit. So we had one by Royal Red Canoe. We only had one response. Yeah, Royal Red Canoe. Anytime I bring a question to to the music subreddit, I we get. Very little response. So I have to find another subreddit that actually has... Yeah, go. where's the porn one? Yeah, I need to do that. Because those people aren't doing anything. So Royal Red Canoe said Everlong by Foo Fighters. <laughs> That's... Dude, <laughs> that would be pretty neat. That would be pretty good. Yeah. Right? Yeah, easy answers would be like Johnny Be Good. Because you know that's easy. What about like Bullet with Butterfly Wings? <laughs> Can you th- imagine... It's a van it could work, actually. Despite all my rage, yeah, I'm still just a rat in a cage. I think there's a lot of men. I, I, dude, as you, I know you can, you're gonna think I'm joking, but okay. So here's another. I think it'd be cool if he did like a lot of like if he did if he was able to do like a Van Halen cover album. <laughs> Jump. No, like <laughs> dance the night away. Okay. Atomic Punk. Okay. Unch- Panama. Unchained. Panama. Yeah, that'd be great. So okay, so sub question for Buck Owens. On the album that I have here on the table, he did a Beatles song. What other Beatles song would you want him to do? He did Lady Madonna on there. If I Needed Someone. Okay. What about Why Wouldn't We Do It in the Road? That'd be a good one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) Tomorrow Never Knows. All right. (laughs) He would go that route. All right, Uh, all right. Yeah, I don't... There's so many to choose from. I've just seen a face would be another good one from Rubber Soul. That would be an awesome one if, if Buck would have done it. But you know what's so great about Buck Owens? He didn't fucking need to do anybody else's song. No, he didn't. Because he only accidentally wrote 60 great ones. I agree. All right. We're moving on. We're moving on to uh, to our soundtrack of the week. And the soundtrack of the week, last week we did... A Keanu Reeves movie called Point Break. This week we're doing yet another Keanu Reeves movie. What's going on here? Called. Is he coming on the show? Yes, he is. You're kidding. Called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, one of my absolute favorite soundtracks ever. And movies. And movies. They're making a third one, folks. So every song on this album is unbelievably good and evokes and oozes early 90s. So, of course, one of the bigger songs that starts the film out is by Big Pig, I Can't Break Away. I love that song, don't you? Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Well, I liked the extreme song in it. Which one was that? The first, the, well, it's the first song on here that played with me. Oh yes, but see, we still have to look up because I swear there's a there's a Steve Vai connection in this movie, and I don't, okay, I don't know if it carries over into the soundtrack or not. But you know all those little noodles like in the yes. movie where they yes, that's well, I mean when Rufus does the guitar solo at the end of the movie, who is that? That's Steve Vai. Okay, I think that's what I'm saying. But I think I also if if it is if it is Steve Vai. Then I think this band Tora Tora is Steve Vai with Billy Sheehan and a couple other people. Steve Vai, Bill and Ted. I'm looking. <laughs> uh, 
I, or did I? I could have. I don't think I'm making this up. I mean, it's very possible. But. I'm seeing a lot of Steve Vai stuff in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, but not Excellent Adventure. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that's maybe I'm just confused. So, but with with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, you have um, in time. You have Can't Break Away, which we just talked about. We have the boys and girls are doing it. The boys and girls are doing it, which is the song when they're at uh, Waterloo with Napoleon. Napoleon. And then, of course, you have two heads are better than one. Well, they're not with him, just Napoleon. Right. Yeah, just Napoleon's by himself. But two heads are better than one. Two heads are better than That's one. That's in the mall, isn't it? Yes. Triple the pleasure. No, double the pleasure. Triple the fun. Oh. It's all about the, the boys and girls are doing it. I mean, and then they have the great song, which is in the mall, where they're like, Do you want to play? And then. It goes in this like really fast, upbeat, almost punk rock song, and then it slows down to where they do like the K I S S I N G. First comes love, and they do that, and then all of a sudden it's that scene where Beethoven is playing on the uh, oh, on, the, on the keyboard, store. and it's like, and it's like the montage of everybody getting, getting caught in the mall, in the chaos. <laughs> To which one of the best lines in cinema history is from Bill and Ted. He's like when they say, uh, "Genghis Kong for, ravaged China in 1600," but as we were told two hours ago, totally ra- ravaged Oshman Sporting Goods. <laughs> Oshman. <laughs> yeah, Oshman That's Sporting right. Goods. I Oshman. And I thought that was such a funny line. But uh, this soundtrack—it's just—it's so good. And then you know you have the the end time, which is the rock ballad. Party up, walk away, play with me, and these are all performed by Power Tool, uh, Extreme, Robbie Rob. Shark Island. <laughs> well, look up that band Tora Tora. Okay, T O R A Tora Tora Tora. Dancing with a Gypsy is the name of the song. <laughs> Carlin Solo performed as the hands of Rufus and written by Steve Salas. Steve Salas, another Steve. Okay, so Tora Tora. Tora Tora, yeah. Band. Yeah, band. Dancing with a Gypsy is the name of it. Tora Tora. So let's see here. Members, Anthony Corder, Keith Douglas, Patrick Francis, John Patterson. So no. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I just had the two confused then. So I, I was seeing Steve Vai a lot, like on the Kiss stuff. Yeah. On... Bogus Journey because they play the God Gave Rock and Roll to You. Yeah, which is an, think, Ar- it's an Argent song. Right, yeah. right. So, so yes, get Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure on vinyl. Try to find the original one, but I do believe Mondo Tees, MondoTees.com re-released it recently. Really? So, it, it's a fantastic soundtrack, but I love listening to Do You Want to Play because you get, you hear that takes, you know, well, you know the it takes you to that point in the movie. It does, where Joan of Arc is leading the exercise room. Yeah, that's the. I'm pretty sure that's the extreme song. Okay. Is it? Do you want to play? Is that the it's song? Play with me. Play with me. Yeah. Yeah, that's the extreme one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's great. That's the mall scene. Right, and it's yeah. track one, side one of yeah, the track. fifth. <laughs> the lead. Yes, and it go, Yes, it's it's a great song. And who's this black guy? So, like I've seen him in other movies. So they are musicians, I believe. I'm trying to remember. Let me look it up. Oh, maybe it's Robbie Rob. 
they are they are definitely definitely musicians. This if guy I remember like correctly, a tall version of Phil Collins. <laughs> All right, let's see. So Socrates, man, that's so. I I I love that that part made me laugh so hard when they called him Socrates. Yeah, I fucking god. So John that. Carlson, Diane Franklin, and Kimberly LaBelle. Patty LaBelle's sister. Clarence Clemens, Martha Davis, and oh, Free Widows. It yes, Clarence Clemens. Yes, you Clarence know, Clemens. You know who yes. Clarence Clemens is. Uh, the, uh, what's his name? Um, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Uh, e Street Band. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I knew he, I was like, because he's got all this, <laughs> it's it's weird to look at him wearing this. It's kind of like right. Wilt Chamberlain was the Umbata in fucking Conan. <laughs> yes, yes. all that garb. You're like, man. It's and your- so the other lady is Martha Davis who was in the motels. And then uh, Fee Waybill uh, was in Toto. Steve Lukather was the guitar player yeah. in Toto. Waybill has worked with other acts including Toto, Richard Marks, and Billy Sherwood. So those three, they're, they're, they're billed as the three most important people in the world in the movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, they're like the hub of the telephone. Correct, yes. That's right. So, yeah, Clarence Clemens. Is that Clarence Clemens... Only movie role? Fuck. I mean, what, what, what? He can only go down from there. Because the other E Street guy is in The Sopranos, right? Oh, the drummer? No, the guitarist. Oh, Lil Steven? Yes. I thought Max Weinberg ain't nothing. He's on your team. <laughs> he is. Is he? Does he have a film? God, I'm. Oh, gonna... yeah, he does. He was in New York, New York, Bill and Ted's. Fatal Instinct, which is the spoof of Basic Instinct in Blues Brothers 2000. Oh, I knew he was. I did know he was in Blues Brothers 2000. He was also in an episode of Different Strokes. <laughs> you know his son. Perfect. So when Clarence Clemens died, uh-huh. they brought in his son to play sax for him. And yeah, he was like it's like you can't say that he's a better saxophone player than his dad, but he yeah. is. Yeah, but he's kind of also like a doppelganger, right? It's it's like it was meant to. I like how Jacob, it, when I said the name, he immediately was like, oh, yeah. Like the light bulb went off. Bing! Well, because I'm looking at it. because like, looks, that guy looks so familiar. Well, he's got a fucking flat top with a, with <laughs> yes, a gray streak Because he usually has the dreads. Yeah. Well, he's not wearing this. Right. No, like, he's it, not wearing it, that. Yeah. It's more of just his, the clothes. Yeah. You know, it looks like it's like, a, it's like an 80s Steve Harvey suit. Right. Hey. Oh. The bug dog. They're... Must be the bug dogs going crazy. Male must be here. Yeah, somebody walked by. Yeah, Come here. you're okay. Come here. It just got crazy. We were talking about Bill and Ted. Dude, if that dog take... wanted to lose its shit on you, you'd, you'd be over. You'll be dead. Yeah, you'll be dead. Eat your fucking face. All right, man. let's move to let's let's move to the one hit wonder that Jacob knows nothing about, and he's going to be really excited about it. Well, we'll see. You're going to love this. This song. Was written and recorded and released in 2002, mm. in April of 2002, mm-hmm. and it was. This ain't shaping up well. It is released and written and recorded by the American rapper Kia. Oh, is this the my neck, my back? Song? Yes, it oh, is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do know. I know this one. My neck. Yeah. My back. My pussy and my crack. Hell yeah. <laughs> I remember this. This was my the, the, the formal title of the song is My Neck, My Back, parentheses, Lick It. Yeah, Lick It. 
Yeah, I remember this album cover, dude, because she's like squatted down with her big ass. Like, yep. Like, fucking hell yeah, dude. Well, I grew up in Mesquite. You grew up in Garland, right? Correct. Okay, yeah, so... I know, yeah, I fucking, I was, I'm familiar with this shit. This was an anthem. This was like a song that came out where, you know, if you had like your girlfriend wasn't letting you like, you know, get down there. Yep. Like, Come on, let's listen, 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 let's listen to this pussy song. <laughs> listen to this crack song. Yes. And then the next thing you know, your fuck your girlfriend's shoving your face into her fucking ass. Dude. Yep. And she's singing that song while while she's making you do it. My yep. neck. Yeah, motherfucker, get it. It's like this is a this is a very this is a very pro pro woman song. It is like the female feminists. Yeah, feminists need to look at this song and 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 use it against their enemy. So this song was the lead single off her debut album, Thug Misses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell yeah. And it had one of the, I remember the cover because it has one of those very. You remember No Limit Records? Yes. It has the, like there's tanks and explosions. On yeah. Well, this is just like a. Her super un- imposed into a lowrider that's not there. <laughs> yes. Am I right? Are you? Yeah. No. At yeah. It? yeah. <laughs> Let me see if I can remember what color her clothes are. On the single or the on the album cover. So she's not in a lowrider, but she's it's just like her, her superimposed. Yeah, she's just superimposed on her, her like against like a really cheap background of lighting. Are her clothes red? No, it's, they're, they're all black. Okay. But the the writing is red. Okay, okay. I remember there being red on it. Yeah, I remember this shit, dude. So this song reached number forty two on the U.S. Billboard Hot one hundred, and it also reached the top five in the U.K. and Damn, top really? fifteen in Australia. You know, I've I've just recently found out that like, hit, like Europeans, especially people in like the U.K., England, yeah, they fucking love hip hop. Yeah. They are horrible at it. <laughs> like, if you go on... I went down this YouTube rabbit hole of, like, yeah. European rappers, and it's bad. But that's funny that it got huge over there. But Right, it did. And so there was an alternate cover of the album where it was just, like, four um, image panes, kind of like a comic book of her or somebody being in a bathing suit being washed, like, at a car wash mm-hmm. against a car. But it's not a low rider, I don't think. It looks like a Jeep. Hell yeah. That's so, prime, that's yeah. prime ass licking. So <laughs> the song encourages both cunnilingus and analingus. <laughs> Dude, she, it, it's not encouraging it. She's demanding it. Yeah. She's she, like, motherfucker, get up on it. Yep. And uh, <laughs> the song was heavily edited for like 106.1 Kiss well, FM and here, everywhere. I was just sitting here thinking it probably could only get... What was it called instead of my neck, my back, my pussy, and my crack? What was the edited version? Shit, I don't know. Why would I listen to that? I'm try- I'm really trying to remember that, but it's it's really funny. I used to roll down the road with that song playing. I'd pull up to a light, and if there was like a hot chick next to me, I'd roll my fucking windows down right? real quick, and I'd put that song on, and I'd just go, hey... I, thumbs up, thumbs down. You want to do this? Yes. And the, most of the time, they just drive say off. say no. Yeah. Uh, in two thousand, kidding. I never did that. My car didn't <laughs> bullshit. Have a, my car didn't have a radio. <laughs> in two thousand eighteen, NPR ranked this song number one eighty four out of their two hundred greatest songs by women. <laughs> I I agree. I think it should actually be higher. It's the most enduring erotic pleasure procedural of the era, and rightfully so. Well, okay. <laughs> Demand she, it just basically she demands demands it that she wants to be licked down there. All of it. Yes. See, but the thing is, we were just talking about this with the Beatles and the Yellow Submarine song. This is another one where it's if you just looked at the lyrics and you went, "Man, there's no way this song is going to work." My neck, my back. My pussy and my crack? 
that's the, and, and and you're trying to pitch it. You're right. You're yeah. Like, no, that's the chorus. Right. You're like, well, fuck. What are the ver- what are the verses like? Oh, it's so. I, I don't even. Are there even verses to this song? I think so. Let me let me look this up. Yeah. There's. I mean, here, check it out. There's got to be some more fucking just mind mind fucking. Miley Cyrus performed a cover of this song. <laughs> Richard Cheese did this song too, which is great. I'm surprised Weird Al ain't fucked with it. Not yet. I well, he'd have done it by now. I mean, fuck, that song is almost twenty years old. My goodness, that man, this song did very well. <laughs> Look, the only people who are the only people that aren't going to like this song. There's two, two groups of three groups of people who won't like this song. Name them: children. Children love this song. What are no, you talking children about? Children can't hear this song. No, children, homosexual men, because they ain't got pussies. <laughs> Right and churchgoer, churchgoing people. That's okay. it. Those are the only who. who the the, the song like? starts out like all you ladies pop your pussy like this. Hell yeah! <laughs> that, that's the, that's the first lyric of the song. It is okay. Keep going. great. Suck this pussy just like you should right now. I mean, this song got played. This Kia was, was ahead of her time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> edited lyrics. Well, yeah. What's that? What's that big kind of uh, like Lizzo? Remember, you know who that Lizzo is? That kind of oh yeah, Lizzo, yeah, big that, lady. Dude, she fucking she should just start sending Kia checks, dude, because that's she ripped her off, man. Okay, so the edited version was lick my neck, my back, lick my ah, just like that. <laughs> Not nearly as fun. Not nearly no. as fun either. You can't ah isn't a very. And way. then all you ladies pop that thing like this. Pop that pussy, pussy <laughs> popping on a handstand. It's like it's a completely different song. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, my neck, my back, pussy and my crack, dude. I'm telling you, that's a fucking. That's a great. That's a timeless. So classic. let's let's that's look up you the YouTube it. video that's real a, quick. That's a timeless classic. <laughs> that song will never get old unless people's tongues fall off. My neck. All right, here we go. My neck, my back. I can't wait to see some of the comments on this. It only has well, Kia. All right, so here we go. This has 5.3 million views. That ain't nearly enough. But people, this is this is just need to the song. Start, they need to start snacking more. This is just the song. This is not the music video. <laughs> oh, the first comment's so funny. It's basically a line of dialogue of a kid coming home from school, walking in to where his parents are from school, and he's singing, My neck, my back, walks in. My homework and my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> when will they make the kids bop version? Ooh, that's good. My neck, my back, my crippling anxiety attacks. <laughs> Man, kids bop. Dude, that's a fucking... I ain't heard that one in a long time. Ooh, Dylan said my neck, my back, my edges need to grow back. Oh, my wedding song. <laughs> the original. Dude, I wonder if someone has walked down the aisle to that. <laughs> I bet. Oh, so good. Man, that's great. Well, what... Okay, can we find out what she's doing? What do you mean? She's still performing. Kia? Yeah. Let's check. I mean, maybe she Maybe she needs Maybe some. she wants to come on the show. Dude, I, I'll get down on that. Kia. She was born in 1977. She's also a record producer. Hell yeah. She was born in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Born and raised. On the pussy yeah. ground is where I got my <laughs> pussy spray. <laughs> So, starting in 2017, Kia began hosting a weekly gossip web series entitled The Queen's Court alongside T.S. Madison. 
the gar- the show garners over 300,000 views per video. How many? Over 300,000 views per video. Throughout fall 2018, Kia took a break from gag order to concentrate on creating new music. She released a single called Cash Only in October of 2018. Without promotion, Kia released her seventh album and first greatest hits album, Twerkonomics, in December of 2018. <laughs> 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 Twerkonomics? Yes. Man, I can't believe she's got a greatest hits CD. That's kind of incredible. I mean, does she? how many songs about pussy does she have? So I'm going to say this. In 2016, she had an album called Queen, Queendom Come, and she spelled come, come C-U-M. Yeah. Uh, the, way so, you, the way you said it was you enunciated. Queen, you, you Kingdom enunci- Come. Yeah, I, could, I could hear that it was spelled C-U-M. No yeah. The it. album contains some of Kia's biggest longtime twerking anthems such as Steer, Yum Yum Sauce, and Santa Baby. <laughs> Santa Baby? <laughs> I don't know. Dude, this chick is wild. Oh, Kia, is please she, she come like on our kinda, show. Was she kind of hot? I'll send you a picture. Yeah, she, she's pretty. I mean, I don't think she's. I mean, I don't know. So no. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yes, Kia, Dude, my good, neck, my back. Good choice. <laughs> I knew That's you'd a, love yeah. it. Yeah, I'd I love, I knew you would love it. Well, I can already hear it in my head. That's a good. That's a good one because like, <laughs> my, my back. My pussy and my crack. Man, that gets you going too. That's a good. Be a is, good. is that like your anthem to get yeah. get up and going? Get hyped up. You're too funny. Pee wee football team. Here we go. Put on the hits. You're too funny. Fire up that crack song. All right, moving on to our last best. No, not our last best, but our main feature presentation. Buck Owens. You got away with words, my friend. I did. Buck Owens. Formerly known as Alvis Edgar Owens Jr. I had the best name. My, my grandfather, his name, his name was RV. RV? Yeah, but okay. I always thought Buck like had R- A-R-V-I-E. Okay, so not the RV. Mm-mm. So Arvis. Yeah. Oh, Alvis. Yeah, Alvis. Alvis Edgar Owens Jr., born August 12th, nice 1929, day. and died in March 25th, 2006, known professionally as Buck Owens. He was the front man of Buck Owens and the Buckaroos and had 21 number one hits on yeah. the Billboard music charts. 21, man. Yeah, I'm, he should have had more than that. He, I'm telling you, he, he, he wrote probably 60 just fucking incredible songs. It, it's crazy. He, Buck Owens also hosted that really popular TV show Hee Haw with Roy Clark. Yeah, Roy Clark. And he performed with Dwight Yoakam. Uh, quite a bit. Well, Dwight Yoakam is the fucking... He yes. Just, he carried on that Bakersfield thing. I mean, yeah, he, so Buck Owens was... You know, he was in California, in Bakersfield, California, but he was born here hey, in boy. Sherman, Texas. Yeah, got, they, uh, there's a stretch of freeway right when you get into Sherman. That's yep. Buck Owens, Buck Owens Freeway. And you would know... And so Buck Owens played with Susan Ray, Rose Maddox, Dwight Yoakam, Roy Clark, Merle Haggard, and The Strangers... So pretty damn awesome. He's I mean, one of the dudes from the twenties. He's badass, and he actually started playing backup for Tennessee Ernie Ford and Wanda Jackson. Yeah, he played with Wanda which is Jackson. pretty badass. He was man. He's a criminally underrated guitar player. Right. So Buck Owens. Let's let let's talk. Let let let's let's talk about him. Right. He also married a. a country singer named bonnie campbell owens they had yeah. two sons but well, uh, then he also was dating or i think he was married to a 
I think Rose was her name. Rosie, I don't know if it was Rosie Maddox, but she left and went around running with George Jones. Right. No. Yep. 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 What? You thought I made that up? I. You know what? I. Maybe. I know a lot about Buck. So the first album he put on, he uh, basically sang songs from Harlan Howard. And people really, really liked it. And that was in 1961. So he was born in 1929. He was over 30 before he really started. Well, he was over 30. (laughs) He was over 30 before he started his solo career. Yes. And then his first album was You're For Me in 1962. And then on the bandstand in 1963, it peaked number two on the Billboard charts with... Uh, with songs like Diggy Liggy Low, Release Me and Orange Blossom. But Buck Owen sings Tommy Collins, right? Together Again, I Don't Care. Together Again. Man, <laughs> Buck was the coolest. Like, And he, he kind of ended, he created a sound. And so Together Again was one of the songs that he actually wrote because he sang a lot of other people's songs for a long time, right? Was, I mean, he wrote a lot of, he wrote most of his music, but early on, that's what most people did. But it wasn't until 1965 with the Buckaroos where he got, I've got a tiger by the tail. Mm-hmm. Game over. And after that, he might as well have been a Beatle in the country music world. Well, he was already doing that. He just like, he finally found his stride. That's like we were talking about when, when the Beatles did Rubber Soul, that's when they started to really sound like the Beatles. Right. Like, so they, when did the Beatles come out? They were like 1963 or four. So this was 64. So yeah. this was right along that time. But Buck was Buck. The first Buck album was 1962. Correct. So they were already listening to him. Yes, they, they were familiar with Buck Owens. Well, on this one, of course, we it always goes back to Chuck Berry. He covered Memphis on this album. Yeah. Well, dude, that's the fucking blue because you got to you got to remember in 1962. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of rock, what you call rock and roll. Yeah. Happening. Because it's no very, it's it it hadn't really been, you know, created right. Like it, it had been, but it was still kind of like getting its its feet under it. You know what I mean? Yes. So Buck was one of those guys where he he could tell he man he really liked something about rock and roll, but he knew that he that really wasn't him. Right. But he forged the two together, and made his own fucking sound do you like that fucking no he did and he was making he was on the billboard charts high up in like the two or three position in 1960 with above and beyond excuse me i think i've got a heartache fooling around save the last dance for me which is on together again and then in 1963 act naturally which has been featured everywhere all you gotta do uh so i love act naturally i love i've got a tiger by the tail Sam's Place, Where Does the Good Time Go, Tall Dark Stranger. He's got a real good song called Hot Dog about his baby working at the hot dog stand. (laughs) Serious, man. Buck was the coolest, and he looked great. That was the awesome thing with the Buckaroos, too, is because psychedelic music hadn't been created yet. Yeah. But, man, you didn't really see a lot of people in 1963, grown men walking around in pink rhinestone suits right well these guys did well do you think like that's part of their appeal absolutely there's no doubt about nobody it. nobody was doing that 
I mean, it wasn't like Johnny Cash, The Man in Black. It was. I mean, they didn't have more of a like, show. Buck, for lack of a better term, to probably make this analogy really make a ton of sense, should go. Yeah, you're totally right. They didn't just go up there in jeans and t-shirts most of the time. You right. Know, they'd have you know some weird tripped out you know collared shirts or something, but for the most part. I would even say a band like Ghost borrows from Buck, from Buck Owens and the Buckaroos because you have a front man who's separate from the band. Although That's Ghost, true. although Ghost is the band name, yeah. the band itself is a front man, and all the other people behind him are uniform. Right. So if you ever look at photos of Buck Owens and the Buckaroos when they have the suits on, mm-hmm. well, Don Rich, Lonnie Holly, or Doyle Holly. God, I can't remember his name now. Doyle Doyle Holly. Yeah, Doyle Holly. And fuck, his last name was Cantu. I can't remember his last name. Willie, Willie Cantu. Yeah, they all would have one color suit on. Yeah, and then Buck would have a different color. Well, on. Merle Haggard was in this band in the Buckaroos. Yeah, early on, Jerry Brightman and Tom Brumley. They've got a lot of. People. And Don Rich died early on, right? He died in a motorcycle accident, right? Yeah, and that but that like really fucked up Buck. Yeah, he, had, he had, Buck was like, man, get rid of that bike. Don't ride that motorcycle. Yeah. Don't ride that motorcycle. Like he kind of he kind of knew it would happen, but man, Don Rich was the ace in the ace up the sleeve for the Buckaroos, man. Because that guy, he had a better voice than Buck. He was a phenomenal guitar player, and he was an incredible. Because he was, yeah, he died in 1974. He was an incredible fiddle player. Right. I mean, Don Rich is. Anytime, like, Rolling Stone does their stupid guitar list, yeah. and it's just all wrong. Like, Kurt Cobain's not in the top ten of guitar players of all time. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. I would agree with that. It's wrong. He's yeah. not even in the top 100. Yeah. Like, John Mayer would, should go behead, ahead of Kurt Cobain. Correct. And it's never that way. Don Rich is never even on the list. Which is crazy. It's it, a fucking guy. And you're that, saying that Buck Owens never fully recovered from that, from, re- from his from his friend's death, it really fucked him up, dude. Because yeah. that was his that's his buddy. You, yeah, and that that was like if you ever watch videos of the Buckaroos live, they yeah, have the most fun of any band in the history of bands. They're going around and like loosening each other's ties and bumping into each other. And yeah, you know, these guys were so good they would purposely play wrong notes to fuck with the band, <laughs> and then Buck would like play two songs. The same song twice, yeah, just to throw them off. Right, they had fun. Like if you, they, there's a great concert of them playing in like Oslo, Norway, and man, like 1967, yeah. black and white, and just real proper crowd. They clap between in between songs, and then <laughs> silence. Yeah, until the next song starts. Clap, clap, clap. Silence. It's weird to watch happen, but man, the fucking Buckaroos are a great band. Like they're in, why if you. You should watch it. You'll blow your mind. Who do you think closest to Buck Owens now, like in the music world, if anybody? Dwight. Dwight Yoakam? Absolutely. Because there, there was a – he played, you know – if you listen to Dwight Yoakam and Buck Owens, there's an instant parallel. Yeah. Like you hear that. It's the same sound. It's that same Bakersfield sound. And they were really, really good friends. And when Buck died, Dwight went out and sang a – he did a song called I Sang Dixie. Mm-hmm. And Buck loved that song. And Dwight Yoakam told this story of, he goes, Buck told me one time, he goes, you know, Dwight, I, I sang Dixie. That might be my favorite song of all time. I just Ooh. love it. And, and Dwight was like, man, that, I, that was the ultimate compliment. My hero telling me that I wrote his favorite song. Yeah. 
But then he proceeded to tell me, hey, and do me a favor too. You should never take that hat off. You should leave that hat on. It looks better when you have it on. Because I don't know if you've ever, you know, Dwight Yoakam without his hat on. Right. You wouldn't know it's him. Yeah. I mean, he's fr- <laughs> he's, he's frightening looking. Yes. <laughs> so it's like that's kind of the humor. You you If you watch the Oslo show too, you'll see Buck's humor. Yeah. But there's not a lot of people that would even come close to doing that kind of music anymore, especially that kind of country music is because it's too pure and correct. Yeah. It's not Florida Georgia line and fucking, you know, Midland. Right. <laughs> it's like actual musicians that craft songs that aren't a part of the the big machine, you know? It's crazy. Like Taylor Swift. Do you know Buck Owens was married four times? Yeah. He was married to the lady named Rose. Yep. And then she left him. She ran off with George Jones. And it's like, well, fuck. If someone was going to go, hey, who would you pick? George Jones or Buck Owens? I wouldn't even be. Able, I wouldn't even think twice. I mean, I like George Jones, but Buck Owens is way cooler. Dude, he's just he 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 looked he man he, he was just he was fantastic. And doesn't um what's a the Creedence song that we're like listening to Buck Owens? A Creedence song about Buck Owens. Listening to Buck Owens out my back door. That's that song. It's in Lebowski. Credence. Am I, am I, am I crazy? Well, there's a Dwight Yoakam song that, that Credence. talks about Buck Owens. Buck Owens. There we go. What is it? Looking out my back door. Uh, yeah. I don't remember that line from it. I know that song though. Yeah, uh, uh, dinosaur Victoria, listening to Buck Owens. Oh, that's yeah. Okay, okay, now I hear it. Yeah. Oh, my my back door. <laughs> I think he's like, it's the scene where he Bilbowski's in the car, you know, yeah. <laughs> slamming the roof of the car, and he drops the J in his. <laughs> Dude, Buck pants. was the fucking real deal, man. Like he transcended all the music genres too, because he also had that. You know, he was Mexican. Who were his parents? He, I'm, I don't know his parents. To Alvis and uh, Macy Azel. Anyway, he was Mexican. Yeah, he, was, he had been in public school in Garland, Texas. <laughs> he, was suspen- he was suspended. It's fantastic. So he, in his music, he, he kind of forged that, you know, Norteña. You know, right. Tejano. Inadvertently started country rock. Yeah. Just didn't call it that. Yeah. But when you have Don Rich playing guitar for you, yeah. you're going to have some really great rock and roll moments, even though you're a country band. But I think more so heavy metal bands look to Buck Owens, and it's weird. Like, Rob Zombie's a huge Buck Owens fan and features his songs in his movies. Dude, because, I mean, time. even if he just, like, it, I don't know. This is, even if he just stood there. Yeah. Like, if you just saw a photo of him, you'd go, wow, that guy... That guy seems pretty cool. Yeah. You know, he just, he's just like a genuinely happy, happy individual. Yeah. And, and just really enjoyed, you know, life and fucking playing music, man. Like, but he, he, his, his songwriting, like he had a great, he had a great way of like storytelling without being one of those like pretentious singer songwriter Hey, I'm going to tell the story song. Yeah. You know, like Johnny Cash kind of does. and Right. Buck just had a better, to me, had a better delivery. And re- that sound resonated a lot more with me than like 
Johnny Cash's and George Jones. Merle is, is as close to Buck as you could also get, like early Merle Haggard. Right. Because also West Coast, California, country dude. But, man, Dwight is definitely the fucking... The, 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 tor- the, the torch the, bearer. The, okay. Dwight Yoakam. And then, you know, then the, then the, you know, when Dwight started to get big, he kind of reeled Buck back out into the... You know, got his career yeah. flying again. They did Streets of Bakersfield. Yeah. And then, you know, people started talking about Buck Owens again. But Buck Owens also... Buck did two things in the guitar world that were fucking incredible. Yeah. He played that red, white, and blue harmony acoustic guitar of his type in buck owens acoustic guitar it's the coolest so so this is a, following the death of rich owens later tra- latter trademark trademark became a red white and blue acoustic guitar along with the 1974 pontiac convertible the nudie mobile adorned mm-hmm, with pistols and silver dollars yeah that was the a similar car was created for elvis and later won by buck owens in a bet <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. See, a bad motherfucker, dude. That's yeah. What I'm saying. Even if he wouldn't have done music, his personal life would have still been the shit. And supposedly he would hand out replicas of his acoustic guitar to friends. What? So Harmony, the company that made it, yeah. look at the picture of it. It's badass. Okay. I sold one to Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses. When what? I, How did you do that? I was working at Guitar Center, man. It was the coolest thing. Really? Yeah. My boss, my, well, he had... Got a promotion and he'd moved to Nashville. Yeah, I see it. No, it, it is badass. But he called me one day and he goes, he goes, hey man, uh, Duff, Duff's coming in today to talk to you. And I was like, who's? I don't know a Duff. There's Duff McKagan, Guns N' Roses. Velvet, well, he was in Velvet Revolver at the time. Yeah, this was like 2005. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, he came in. I talked to him. You know, didn't fanboy out, but. Was just like, wow, cool. Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses. This is awesome. <laughs> He's like, what do you have that's cool, man? I mean, like, I've got a lot of stuff and I just want something different. And I had just bought this Buck Owens Harmony acoustic guitar. Okay. It wasn't even up on the wall, it was still in the case. Yeah. Like, I'd maybe bought it a day or two before. And I said, well, man, I just got this really cool Harmony Buck Owens. And he, I didn't even, I, before I even opened the case, he goes, man, I'll take it. I've always, <laughs> I've always wanted one of those. And this was before they got crazy in price. Like, right. They, back then, I think the guitar was like 800 bucks. Yeah, now I, they're like two to three grand. Yeah, I like seeing yeah. I boned it out to him, too, because I was like, I'm not going to make money on Duff McKagan. I'm going to pour it out to him, dude. Yeah. Pay, pay, pay for this, what I would pay for it. You know, the right. cost. Yeah. Like maybe made five bucks. Yeah. Something where it wouldn't flag in the system that Jacob's giving away shit. <laughs> but I mean, Duff McKagan is a fan. Rob Zombie's a fan. Yeah. So to hit on all that and his, you know, just his like instantly iconic, I don't know, visual. Right. He just laid the stage presence. They looked so fucking cool. Like they just looked so fucking. Is there a Buck Owens cover band? And then no one would dare do it. You don't think so? Fuck no. It'd be, it'd be, I think it'd be disrespectful to do that. Okay. Unless someone really nailed it, but man, you got to have some big cojones to fucking want to do that, dude. That's why this wings thing that, that I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm like, man, to take that on, to sing and play bass like that simultaneously is a, that's a task I wouldn't fucking put on anybody. Right. Like you got to, not only do you have to sing like Paul McCartney. You have to play left-handed bass. Well, you don't have to play (laughs) left-handed, but... Play those bass lines too. In his bass, he did it. They're they're hard chords. They're hard. Yeah, Dude, he, they're unbelievable. Yeah, bass player in fucking the Buckaroos. Man, yeah, Doyle Holly. Yeah, he could. That's who McCartney lifted his fucking bass playing from. 
if you listen to it, most bass players in that era of country music are doing what you hear when you hear, you know, Tejano music blasting. Yeah. All you hear is those two sub note bass notes. Doom, 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 doom. Yep. That's all you hear. Buckaroos, man, he's jumping around, making it walk. That's Paul McCartney. Yeah. That's who did it first. So those guys were pioneers of, you know, moving, not only moving music forward. Yeah. But like song, no one had written songs like that before. Right. Um, Yeah. He's. They were like the continuation of the Everly Brothers. Like they just were the countryfied version of the Everlys. It's crazy. Awesome, man. Buck was the shit. Buck Owens and the Buckaroos. Look up their albums. You could 20, I mean, just buy it all. Yeah, there ain't a bad one. <laughs> interestingly enough, Buck Owens' records are not uh, super expensive, like well, for some reason. Well, okay, well, think about it. He, They made a ton. He sold yeah. a ton of them. So right. There's no shortage of them. But right. For some reason, man, like country records, they, there's very few that have like a crazy value that, you know, right. like you get in the rock world. Right. Every now and then, you know, you'll kind of find one where it's, you know, it's usually someone you've never heard of. Right. But I mean, there's, I mean, I mean, I think one hard to come by is Shotgun Willie, even Willie Nelson. No, dude, that fucking, man, you could find that anywhere. I, I, it's hard to find for me. I mean, I have one, but Jesus. It took you forever to find it? Yeah. Well, I guess that's another thing, too, though, is why would you get rid of that? Exactly. Like, I remember, like, that was my favorite response, like, people that come into the store and be like, well, why don't you have, I mean, when you don't have a used copy of Revolver, you're like, well, no. People like it. Yeah, why would you get, yeah, rid, why would you do why it? Would yeah. you get rid of it? You know, every now and then we'd have one, but people, they'd be blown away. Like, well, why don't you have one? I'm like, well, if you got it, would, would you, you get rid of it? Yeah. Like, well, no, I guess not. <laughs> like, that's why you don't find, that's why Brian Eno records are so expensive. Right. It was because, A, they weren't selling millions of them. Yeah. B, the people that bought them aren't going get, to get rid, get rid of, of them. them. Yeah. They're diehard music fans. Right. Like, they'd rather be homeless than have their fucking Eno records. Yep. You right. Well, that is our show for today. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. My neck and my back. <laughs> we are the Unbalanced Note on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio. I'm Brian Kluger. You can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Reddit. You can find me... Pornhub. On Pornhub. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Did you know that Pornhub has a merch site? Yes, I do. I just discovered it. It's un- <laughs> unbelievable. It is unbelievable. We need to start posting stuff on Pornhub. Dude, I we need like... to start talking to those chicks. I agree. Yeah. Do you think they know Buck Owens? They know about Suck Owens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Uh, and on that note. Jacob Douglas can be found on Instagram at Scrumchalescence. Yep. And his, his new band is? Joe Mack and Half and Nothing. Sweet deal. We'll be back next week with more music, but until then, we are the Unbalanced Note. Buck Owens.